It's January 31st, 2023, and Halo is moving to the Unreal Engine? I'm Six Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Crow, a podcast where... Listen, I just edited Battle Crow, like, very quickly, okay? Very high quality. I mean, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Crow, a Dota 2 podcast where we don't talk about Dota 2 on a podcast. What was Halo built on? The A Halo there, engine? Yeah. Own, yeah, that's the whole thing. thing, is, like, Halo always builds their own tech. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to do story DLC for Infinite, which is not surprising, right? It, it, sure. They promised they would, but it's been a fucking train wreck um but it's just like it's sort of a concession of defeat (laughs) and like you know Uh they've been defeated so i guess maybe they should concede (laughs) that but um i don't know it just surprised me um but they're making another halo i mean i forgot about halo i played the free uh, multiplayer and it was fun and then we stopped i don't know why i mean none of this is official but yeah you know, sure. this is all just reports that have leaked hey, out of You're the right, studio. it's kind of unreal, yeah. Um, Nick, can you go ahead and hit uh, Arteezy's speakeasy for me? I can't. Get this out of the way. I can't. Get this out of the way? Could you give our tour... out of the way you... so I can talk about the material. Okay, I was going to say, give our tour some respect. I've gotten all my rage out at the patch. Now I'm just uh, trying to be happy. Because when the new patch drops and I'll like it, I'll probably be angry all the time. I need, to be, I need something to be mad at, and now that I have the patch of the anime, Yeah, it's just like, I feel like here at RTZ Speakeasy, right? It's like, mm-hmm. we're... That bumper isn't, like... I didn't make a bumper, right? We walk up to RTZ, and we're like, RTZ, say the line. And, like, <laughs> I feel kind of bad making him do this every time, that's all. <laughs> It's true. He's like, sure, I'll say it. Let's get it behind us, and then we can move on to actual content. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you got, you got it, Artur, Mister Babayev, sir, Mister Doctor Babayev, sir. Uh, so obviously, tis the season. So I have for my advent calendar a tea, several one of several teas on my advent calendar that I was like, (laughs) I don't want to drink this. Um, this is pumpkin (laughs) spice. Excellent. It's come back around. I knew we, I knew it would come around. I mean, this is, of the ones I had left, this seemed like the lesser of, like, six evils. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, it has a score of 91 on, um, what do you uh, call it, Adagio? <clears throat> a premium black tea with Sri... <clears throat> no, I gotta try again. Yep. Fuck, I just misread. Okay. Premium black tea from Sri Lanka, flavored with pumpkin and exotic spices. Autumn festivities just wouldn't be the same without the comforting, smooth sweetness of spiced pumpkin. And neither would your tea time. Warm and rich flavor with lingering, cozy aromatics. I feel like I was recognizing someone there. Like, I, you know, passed somebody on the street and I was sure that I recognized them. Okay, so if you did, it's unintentional. Do you want to know the real thing there? Uh Uh-huh. I'm now going to use Bottle Crow to test voices for a tabletop campaign. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that one seemed okay. (laughs) That That was good. I feel like yeah. I recognize who was just guesting on the podcast, but that doesn't hmm. doesn't come to me. So it smells like pumpkin spices, right? Okay. I've got a lot of cinnamon on the nose mm-hmm. um, and some cloves. I've added milk and sugar to this because it's a black tea. Mm-hmm. Um, sure, sure. Let's go ahead. And... Yeah, it tastes exactly like you would expect, which is pleasant enough. With milk and sugar, I expect, yeah. Having this without 
you know, <laughs> things that would make it okay. I mean, it's kind of like adding water to like to like scotch, right? Mm-hmm. I think milk helps a black tea open up. Um, yeah, so. it makes sense in the fat. It makes sense, mm-hmm. and it's funny that in you fat, should say yep. that. I assume you're done talking about pumpkin spice tea. <laughs> I assume you're done talking. Yep, <laughs> I do. I assume point. you're done talking about this episode. We are four minutes and 48 seconds in, and that's all for Six Step Mars. Six, where can people find you? Oh, no, I, you misunderstood. I'm done talking. Oh, I see. Uh, you can find Six on Twitter at S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Uh, you can find me at uh, underscore Uranium Heart on Twitter. The The show is at Bottle Crow Pod. At Bottle Crow, I think. More importantly, uh, you can find our Discord link in the description below. Um, and I guess that's it. We'll see you next week. Peace out. So what did you want to talk about? Nick? Are you thinking the same thing I am? I mean, I'm thinking about our new bumper, but it can wait. Exactly. What a- You're thinking it can wait. Great. <laughs> no, I'm thinking, what if that's what if we're done with the episode? Now I've put the idea in your brain. No, it would be we funny. We can't do two in a no. row. We can't do two in a yeah. row. I mean, uh, nothing. Yeah, that, it just <laughs> wouldn't be fun. <laughs> well, it's funny you should mention Scotch Six. Uh, I have in front of me to you know I've I've got an uh, I've got some stuff, but to set the mood, you know, pregame a little, or I you want to pregame with this? Uh, I have a Japanese whiskey. Uh, oh, just generally in the, the Scotch style here. It's uh from Nika mm-hmm. Nika whiskey. It is a single malt uh, Miyagikyo from you know one of Nika's distilleries. Uh, I'll got the back of it here for you on the bottle. Uh, and I I like Nika. You know Japanese whiskey is is nice. It used to be a lot cheaper. <laughs> now it's not for I'm sure like yeah a lot of reasons. a lot of Japanese whiskeys were very cheap because it wasn't wasn't very popular in Japan and there wasn't a heavy mm. export business and then the world kind of discovered them and are like these are really good actually and the price has just soared ever since yeah like doubled at least I don't know and I moved from Philly to mm-hmm. here but I, yeah anyway uh, Mia Nika Kiko. of course is owned by Asahi oh that's right I knew that at one point. Asahi, like, giant beer brewer. Mm-hmm. Giant company. This is a single malt from the Miyagikyo distillery, Nika's second distillery, built in 1969. That's nice. The founder, Masataka Taketsuru, chose this site in the mountains of Sendai to contrast with his first distillery, Yoichi, located in the coastal area. Using less peaty malt and distilled in a pot still heated by indirect steam, Miyagikyo single malt has an elegant fruitiness and a distinctive aroma with a strong sherry cask influence. Imported by Hotaling & Co. San Francisco. You can go to so, uh, www.hotalingandco.com. So this is one of the this is the only uh plant of their how many is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine plants that does grain whiskey production. What does that mean? Um, so grain whiskey, as opposed to uh, other whiskey, is mm-hmm. um, made from grains other than malted barley, right? You could use maize, you could use wheat, you could use rye. Um, oh, interesting. So yeah. the rest of them all just use barley? Yeah, um, I mean, like if you look at a scotch, a scotch or uh, mm-hmm. Irish whiskey, 
they like definitionally definitionally have to be a mash of 100% malted barley. Mm, okay, I didn't actually know if, that. If you do anything else, they are no longer considered the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that is that is fairly typical. Um, even in other nations, malt, mm-hmm. malt whiskey is sort of the go-to. Um, grain whiskey is a is a bit of a is a bit of a side genre here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I've I've had a little bit of this before. I got uh, this for my birthday. It was very nice. And uh, if you'll recall, maybe it was two episodes ago. Uh, got the the Lagavulin, the Nick Offerman Lagavulin, um, mm-hmm. that was a smoke bomb. I I considered bringing that back. I have gone back to it once or twice, and I think I sent six a message that like I could taste it, or maybe I put this in the Discord. But I there was a taste. So maybe, you know, maybe it'll come back. It had flavor? That's it had good. flavor. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, there's something there. And we'll see, you know, because I'm, I'm a glutton for punishment, but also, you know, I have an, have an entire bottle of it um, mm-hmm. with normal people if they don't like something. Just anyway, so uh, this, I bring it up because it has a little bit, you know, this says less PT malt, less like of the smoky mm-hmm. moss flavor that totally makes sense to explain why it would be a pleasant thing. Um it's got like well, a is, little, but I mean, this is what you'd expect from a grain whiskey, right? Is like because Ireland and Scotland loom so large in the world of whiskey, right? The world if you're of doing a hundred percent, right, right. Uh, you know, the Highlands of Azeroth. Exactly. Um, if you're looking at a you know a, a malt whiskey, a hundred percent malted barley, mm-hmm. um, at that point you are in the territory of those flavors and those flavor profiles, you know, are dominant. But if you go outside of them, if you do a grain whiskey, it's like, well, when we're making changes, let's make it feel like a different, a different space. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'd be interested to try the other single malt from Yoichi or whatever it was that, you mm-hmm. know, maybe it's supposedly PT. Maybe once I appreciate, I've never, I've never gotten to the smoky as as little as I've actually gotten into the scotch, I've never had a, a real smoky one. But this they has also, like just a, a little. There's also a nice uh, coffee grain, which is not it's it's oh, uh, really like. C O F F E Y, not mm-hmm. E E, not like the uh, you know. It's the type of coffee still. bean, yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but um, very people think very highly of of the. I really like grain. that one. That one, like a whole thing, was like forty bucks or something when I was in college, and I think it's like eighty now. This is really fun because I can kind of talk the talk, even though this all this shit tastes exactly See, the same to me. <laughs> it, it reminds me of Six talking about Dota. Anyways, I'm gonna go uh, ahead and give it a nose here. <laughs> Six, like, That's oh, the biggest call out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I realize it was for the other reason. It was because you're like, oh, I can't taste any of it. <laughs> that actually. That- Never mind. That was really good. I'm just going to leave it at that. It was a positive thing, but now it's not. And it's better that way. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this uh, liquor a smell. I have added a little bit of water to it, uh, but otherwise, you know, room temp. It's just, uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's chilling here in uh, in a small glass. Just a, a wee dram or two. Yeah. Just a wee dram. Yep. Um, I'll go ahead and take a picture of it here. Uh, it's a whiskey color. I don't think this says that it's non-chill filtered or you know it, it could have coloring or be chill filtered as they say um we'll go ahead and take a picture right in front of here you go in front of discord in front of god and discord in front of god and discord i have the power of god and discord on my side uh it looks a little darker here than it actually is but 
You don't smell much smoke or peat, whatever. I'll just start say peat now. Mm-hmm. It's uh kind of fruity, but like you know, orange or you know, not yellow bright citrus, but like apricot. And it's also one of those sherry cask ones, right? They're leaning hard into the fruitiness. For, yeah, uh, for a whiskey. Yep, and not like very floral. Definitely, you know, more mellow fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and now I smell too much. Um. Yeah, it's just a lot of sherry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I'm trying to think if I've ever had sherry. Have you ever had sherry? The the liquor. The wine. I think I. I think wine? I've. I think. I think I've tasted it when I was cooking with it. Mm. Um, but that's about that's about it. I feel like um, I should get cherry to try, but then I'll have to cook with it a bunch. To actually, yeah, I mean it's useful for cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sweet, right? There's that marsala. Yes, yes. That's always no. It is sweet. It, it is, is also sweet. Is it a dessert wine um, or is it just? It's a. I mean, I guess. I guess so. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Oh wait. Yeah, a lot, lot of that sherry cask, a little bit of, you know, fruit, a little it's, baby. You have to imagine that the sherry cask was the best thing to happen to the sherry market, because no one wants to <laughs> no fucking drink to sherry, buy sherry. But, like, but like <laughs> they want to put all their shit in a sherry cask. <laughs> exactly. This coffee it's is like, sherry barrel A. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, it's like, oh, yes, and this is a... Mm, uh, does nice uh, Pepsi mask uh, mask Pepsi, <laughs> no, Pepsi mask. Max, uh, of course, brewed in uh, with that you can t- to tell this distinctive Mountain Dew cask influence. <laughs> <laughs> you know, may even get traces of the core. It's the a very core, uh, fine vintage. You know, it's like, so they say maybe we all wear a bit of a Pepsi mask. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, and take a sip here. Damn, this is gonna be one of the good episodes. Weird. <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> this is a famous six. Oh, it's gonna be X. Nick be like, shut the fuck up. Um. So, oh, I hear my fire going in the background. Uh, we can have some discussion about uh that in a different. Okay, second. if you burn down your house, that it will be a bad episode. <laughs> burn down the house. <laughs> Hold on, give me something to wrap t- to spoken word slam poetry to. Um. So, uh, I wasn't paying attention, but definitely got like a, some sweet, some fruit. Definitely like the apricot. What, whatever sherry fruit tastes like, which is like maybe barely like very light red fruit. Is that like sherry type thing? So it's definitely mm. like yeah. has a sweetness to it. Um, and just like a little tad, honestly, after the second sip, no, of the, the smoke, the peat, which mm-hmm. at first, you know, I had, I was like, oh God, is this going to be another one? It was just like, oh no, it's just a thing that is there. Its identity is not, I'm Smoked Moss. It's me, Smoked Moss. That's my wrestling name. Yeah, sure. Um, but it, it it's very nice. Like, I mean, if you made it Smoked Hoss, I think actually it would fit in. Mm. But you're you're enjoying it? It's, a, it's among the lines. It is. Of- I mean, is it better than the coffee still? It's been a while since I bought the coffee still because it's now like specialty, like special occasion. It's, it's quite expensive, yeah. Price, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really like that. This is probably more complex. And, you know, from if I was, uh, uh, had a more discerning palate, maybe it would be uh, more interesting. It definitely, it's uh, it's more complex, I bet, than uh, than the coffee still. 
which is you know is very good but this i think mm-hmm. does have something else of that uh you know since i guess uh, it must be a grain of whiskey and but complexity doesn't have to be like no complexity versus simplicity is a is a divide that is you know it's a spectrum but not necessarily a spectrum of quality you know it's um or it's just you know certainly the ver- variety is the spice of life you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's why i get divorced every three years mm-hmm. um how many years three hmm. i don't understand but okay fair enough um how, how does it compare to your log of Volan? It sounds like you like it significantly more. Gabe Newell. I do like it significantly more, for sure. Like, this is is very nice, you know. Could, you know, sipping my Japanese whiskey by the fire. My, my what, what a life. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep coming back to the log of Volan and, uh, and seeing, and I will, I will report back at some point. Because I so feel like maybe I, I could acquire, <laughs> acquire the tip. Okay, I just had, okay. I just had a okay. discovery that triggered a series of thoughts, right? <laughs> a series of unfortunate thoughts, yes. Do you know what the, probably, I'm going to guess culturally, the most famous version, like, type of sherry is? Type? You of... will have heard of it. Um, is Marsala a sherry? No, it is not. Okay. You you will not, I, I am surprised to learn this is a sherry. Sherry. Because um, if guess. you think back to your to your English lessons... Okay. In high school, mm-hmm. you learned about the cask of Amontillado. That's sherry. <laughs> That's sherry. They that guy died for sherry. That guy and died also, in sherry. with the modern popularity of sherry casks, was there even sherry in there? Or was it going down there? And it's like, by God, this is Bud Light. <laughs> it was. It was in more a like sherry cask. There's a sequel to the cask of Amontillado. It's like, oh damn, we need some of those sherry casks. Let's go get them. You know, oh, we're harvesting all the sherry casks we can find. And this guy, you know, it was only like a few days, and so he's still fine. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's years what later. What is the end of like... the Cask of Amontillado? Oh, go, go ahead. Pull out like this. Okay, so the ca- the end of the Cask of Amontillado. So the it's, you know Montresor uh, takes the guy down. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Anyway, uh, he takes the guy down, um, and he really is pissed at this dude. Um, and it's implied that it's for pretty petty reasons. And basically, he's like he lures him down with the promise of a Cask of Amontillado, this mm-hmm. uh, wine that is very good at the time. The sherry. Um, and instead, he chains him to a wall and then builds a wall in front of it and leaves him to die. Um, and so obviously what's going to happen is, um, I'm sure if you look at the, the, you know, all the the news reports, there's like a, there's a museum exhibit on this. They, they unearthed a bunch of uh, vintage sherry casks along with a man who loved his sherry so much he chained himself to it. (laughs) That's exactly how it, six, what if we just read the entirety of the cask of Amontillado? It's surprisingly short. Uh, you know, I think that might make a good fan fiction corner. You have to, I know you have to play the okay. bumper now, but I think we should okay, save it for true. the end. That, that does make a lot of sense. Uh, fan fiction corner. Uh, which letter would you say that starts with? I would have guessed that, but that's actually PH. We're big fans of the genre. Oh, six, can you change the name of our Discord to fans of the genre with a PH? Mm, okay, one sec. Thank you. This is a, we have a personal Discord. That is occasionally called fans of the genre. <laughs> Though of... it is currently currently is fans of you house, um, because of a part of the uh, drama manga monster uh, that was a, a slightly badly grammatically translated a, re- a revelation sort of like you know the call is coming from inside the house moment where they're mm-hmm. trying to track down a killer and the man spins around and there's a close frame and he says he's at you house 
<laughs> Which I found deeply funny. Uh-huh. He's at you, Gregory House. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll double back to 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 Mr. Poe later. Cherry, on. right? Yep. Oh, Fortunato, that's right. That's Fortunato, right. yes. Um, the thousand injuries of Fortunato. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except we're gonna replace we're gonna replace the name. Uh, re- remind me to replace the name. Um, yeah, we'll we'll do some we'll do some fine replace. Yeah, that's okay. no, no big deal. Yeah. Is it time to get to the uh, to the meal six? You know, we've had an, an aperitif. Um, I mean, we could have an appetizer if you want. I have an appetizer prepared for us. It's, I it's, you know, should just, feel free. Just a bite. Feel free. All right. Uh, let's go take it over to our sous chef uh, for Nature's Prophet's Bounty. They'll be green with envy. They're exploding out of my garden. But is it a fruit or is it a vegetable? It is a fruit. I like McDonald's. But it can be used as a vegetable. You bet. Yeah. Wow. Green is good. Welcome to Nature's Profits Bounty, our produce-based segment. Um, I, this isn't necessarily new to me, and I've actually already eaten one today, so I, I, I won't eat one on air. But have you had Snapdragon apples, Six? No, I haven't. It's Tell me about this. A, it's a... Uh, I mean, nope. Nobody should eat Red Delicious from the grocery store. Can can we agree Ugh, on that? No, just, that's their. <laughs> It's fiber uh, and nothing else. Yeah. yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I mean, they might like look perfect, you know, symmetric, whatever. Um, but so these are not like one of the more expensive brands. I did I talk about Cosmic Crisp? I feel like I actually brought it up. It's like I a, feel like you've mentioned it, but I never mm-hmm. understood what the hell you were talking about. It's like one. Of, it's you know one of the nicer ones that you you probably find. I think like some university recently like you know bred it essentially and released it, and it's very nice. Like it's. I don't know. It's like you know, it's honey crisp, but better. Uh, it's it's very good. Um, you know, quite expensive for for an apple. Honestly, I don't mind wasting money on apples versus other things. <laughs> but uh, so the Snapdragon, it's you know, I posted a picture here. It's uh, you know, red um, with some yellow, some green throughout. This one isn't you know a perfect specimen. It just looks like an apple, which I can appreciate. Um, and it's it's. Um, it could just be, you know, the whole supply chain and everything too, but the the hit rate on the Snapdragon apples is so high in terms of like you bite in it, you're like, damn, that's a good apple, right? Like some can be really good, except like you bite it and you're like, oh, this is obviously like underripe or just like it's just not doing it for you. Sure. Almost sure. every Snapdragon apple is just like I bite it and I'm like, this is just a great apple. Like it's sweet, but it's its thing is not that oh this is so sweet um which is fun for like a little bit it's more i was trying to you know as i walked over with this apple from my fridge to put it on my desk here to talk into a microphone at my computer i was thinking like how to describe it it just tastes very good um and then i immediately thought wow six is gonna <laughs> hit the nick button it, it it's it is kind of sweet but it's more that like the taste is really nice it's kind of like, like it has a, whole a complexity package. or something. I don't know. It just tastes like an apple. It tastes like a good apple. Like the stereotype. <laughs> okay, well, now I'm hitting the Nick button. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You just got to think about it. Like it's, it has a consistent, you know, nice sweetness of the, the fruit sweetness. But then it also, like, so, you know, very white flesh tastes very like a clean white flesh apple. But mm-hmm. 
consistently, you know, a decent sweetness and just has a maybe not complexity, but like a prominent appleness to it. So it 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 is a pleasurable fruit experience, but also <laughs> has a a a nice apple flavor. <laughs> I, I keep trying not. I keep trying to get myself out of the. Uh, it has ne- a very Nixang. pleasurable fruit experience. <laughs> Is that the name of the episode? We'll see. We've got a while to go. A pleasurable <laughs> fruit experience. But yeah, so Snapdragon apples. I recommend uh, picking one up and trying it if you uh, if you see one. Mm-hmm. They're okay. like medium sized, so they're not gigantic either. Yeah, I'm. I am curious about this, so yeah, I will. I'll probably have to get back to you on on that whole situation. But I actually, uh, I thought you were taking it to um, to Jack Snacks because I have that a little bit. Six. Should we do Jack Snacks now, or should we have an intermission or come back later? What do you think? Oh, yeah, we can come back later. Uh, yeah, mix things up. Okay, okay. It sounds. It sounded think... like you had, you know, a real five course meal prepared for us. So. A real humdinger for us. Uh, yes. Real... Can you hit our new bumper, please? Yes. Let's go ahead and take it to Shun Godek Satsu. This is a war. Street Fighter Four. Mistake. You're basically, it's like you're playing League of Legends right now, honestly. You're just standing here and you're just pacing back and forth. So worthless. Welcome to Shun Godexatsu. Uh, six we downloaded need a street, to talk about fighting games. Six downloaded Street Fighter V before this episode in order to, now I know, capture the sound of, uh, of Kage's Shun Gokusatsu. Well, so I needed, if, if, you know, someday I'm actually going to have to create, I will not do it right now, but someday I will have to create a segment for explaining how bumpers are made a bumper for bumpers. Um, (laughs) Bumper for bumpers. But um, the thing is, what I had to do is, you may not be able to tell. So I I recorded it two different times. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first time, both times I turned off the music. One time I turned off character voices, so it's just the sound effects. And then one time I turned them on, because there are points where you want the the sound of of him going ham during the Shun Goku Satsu. But you want to leave off the part at the the end where he declares the move, because you want to let Kevin have that line and you know stuff so it's, yeah. it's there's there's some there's some complicated audio mixing going on that true art true uh, artists as kevin godek by the way the uh, the name of purge famous dota 2 uh dota 2 uh, personality purge i don't have a clip of him saying his own name i don't think but he's from purge slacks hotkeys um do you feel comfortable pressing them on your keyboard that's purge yellow yeah, everybody that's that, purge. that was purge Mm-hmm. I don't deserve to be alive, honestly. Uh, he uh, apparently has some some terrible self-esteem issues. We appreciate you, Kevin. Hang in there. High five, Kevin. Wow, so we're, we're finally here to kick some tail. We're going to talk about Street Fighter, huh? Yeah, so we, you and I have a decent history of playing the Street Fighter series, I think pretty much all of our time has been locked to four, five, and then recently the third version of three, Third Strike. Yes. Um, 
which, you know, fun fact, do you, have you ever played the previous two versions? Do you ever play New Challengers or uh, Second Impact? I didn't really know that was a thing, so no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were kind of messes as far as, like, they. if you believe it or not, they were in worse balance shape than Third Strike. Really? But... Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a a game that I think really figured itself out over the course of these of these revisions and now holds a place as a pretty distinct entry in the series because it's a lot more. It has an emphasis on like the ability to break certain limits and rules if your reflexes and, and reads are good enough. Right. I'm mostly mm. talking about parries and red parries. Mm. Yep. Um through those mechanics and then a few others there are situations which in any other street fighter would just be like well i'm fucked but if you're good enough in third strike you can get out of them and the skill ceiling is what it's all about yeah absolutely massively massive Um, skill ceiling but i think there's been an interesting (laughs) our understanding of each other via fighting games and and how we play like Mm -hmm. There was a point where um, uh, recently I was like, hey, Nick, you should check out. And by the way, this bumper is going to be for all fighting games. I'm not doing another one okay. for other fighting games. No. Um, <laughs> but I was like, hey, Nick, you should check out the um, the Killer Instinct they put on an Xbox One and PC, right? The newer yep. Killer Instinct game. And Nick was like, oh, this character is really annoying. I bet you'd love playing them. And I'm like, actually, I think that's a misreading of what attracts me to a character. <laughs> and Nick's like, you know, I think that's fair, which is like. I feel like a concession that in a lot of areas of our of our relationship, well, I would not get from you. Presented you presented a uh, an alternative, true explanation. So, That's what I agreed with. Yeah, I think basically the two things that I find really, I, I think there are two play styles that call to me in fighting games. Mm-hmm. One is having a ridiculous number of tools. Yeah. That's really fun for me. It's just like, oh, hey, just trying to figure out, like, almost playing a game against myself of, like, I mean, you know, I, I want to beat the opponent, but also I want to be like, am I using the right tool for this moment? That's that's a lot of fun mm-hmm. for me. And the other one is big humanoid truck <laughs> walk towards <laughs> enemy. <laughs> wow. Inside of us, there are two brains. There are two wolves. Uh, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta be like, you know, characters with like, with super armor, characters uh-huh. who have short combos, but real big hits, uh, characters with an ability to say, I know what you're about to do. And I am saying no, um, that's <laughs> yeah. very fun. I, I could definitely, yeah, I understand. I have similar, I think I like almost the same thing, except I like having lots of tools just for me. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily because I'm using it in the correct situation. I just like having them. And then I also like the read of like, I'm going to, th- I'm going to commit to the fact that I think you're going to do this move and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say no. And if I get it wrong, I'm dead. That's fine. There's also a strong aesthetic sensibility to your play that I kind of, frankly, if I'm, if we're, we're being friends here, we're being sure. real. I do kind of table. admire, right? Um, there is mean? a dedication to like, there are things where you're like, I like the concept and the visual of this move. Like, uh, is it Evil Ryu's, like, Omega Mode Fireball, <laughs> which is this, like, 
so normally, of course, the Hadoken, we're, we're, uh-huh. I, I assume most people are familiar with it, but basically you sort of put your hands together, making a little circle, swing forward and throw it out and it shoots a little blue fireball or red in some, you know, for some moves. Yeah. Um, travels in a straight line. In Omega mode, which is a mode in Ultra Street Fighter 4, which is like experimental move lists for these characters, mm-hmm. um, he sort of gestures upwards and throws a fireball straight up like a foot that then arcs down at a weird angle. It is a terrible move. <laughs> it, it takes a long time to come out, which is very punishable by your opponent just doing anything. Yeah. It also the input for it, if you, people know fighting game inputs, is a backwards DP motion. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, wow, it's a backwards you, DP. Why are you doing this? And to also yourself? in Omega mode, the like input code that detects what motions you do changed, so it's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for and for no you know gain. Mm-hmm. In theory, mm-hmm. but I, it's just another tool. Like it's a unusual tool, and <laughs> the moments when it you know it hits six out of you know six is jumping in. And I, like, a second ago started up a heavy, whatever they call the reverse, you know, DP fireball. And it just, mm-hmm. you know, plinks them out of the air. That's what I live for. It, did, it doesn't I, do anything. Like, it doesn't do damage. I mean, it, it does. Just, it, wait. Well, it does damage. It, yep. Continue. I know where you're going. Just not enough to be worthwhile. Sure. Sure. Not HP. It doesn't do HP. <laughs> it does do HP. It doesn't do much. You know, I'm. This is a gen- uh, hyperbole. <laughs> okay. Barely. Okay. Yeah. No. This is a concept we have gotten into in a, in an episode of, of Battlecrow. Though, of course, some listeners here will not be listeners of Battlecrow. In fact, probably a decent percentage. Fair enough. Um, though, Battle as Crow, we're the, recording the this, yes. right? As we're recording this, we're about to put out an episode that is mwah, that is a real. You should really listen to that episode. This um, was the world of we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it. And maybe we'll see. Will we? Damn, we're gonna talk about another episode. We episode. we gotta swing by the segment. Maybe we'll see. Okay, yep. fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but what the fuck was I even saying? Shit, I lost it. Um, we were talking about uh, HP. How the uh, the fireball oh, yeah, does so... a lot of HP. But there is a second type of damage that I think is most people. There are three types of damage in the fighting game Street Fighter and a lot of other fighting games. Mm-hmm. There is like vitality, right? HP. The points you your have health to goes down to win the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then point. there is stun, which is a mechanic for like, oh, if you get a if you get a constant beating in a short period of time. Uh, you are penalized by being like dazed temporarily, and the enemy can get a free setup on you, right? Yeah. Uh, rewards the rewards your your opponent for their aggression and persistent correct guesses. And then there is mental damage and mental stun. Mental damage, you can win around mentally. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it won't deplete their HP bar, but but <laughs> you just listen. You're you just you just reach out. You just reach out to your opponent and you just, you just kind of just put a little pressure on their heart. Just their soul <laughs> just gets a little smaller just for you. Mm-hmm. It's like they know uh, that they, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, you're doing things where it's like either it shouldn't have worked, right? Like uh, there's one I will do. Uh, Hugo is a character I play a lot <laughs> and he has a move where he just like swings his hands together and claps. 
um, and it moves you forward a little bit. So there will be times where I just use it instead of walking. Um, and when that works, it does some mental damage. It does. Right? <laughs> because you know that um, you were an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that that yeah, you, the- you yourself were an idiot, and yet this bigger idiot, you know, beats you. Because if you think about it, we're saving strategies for the intergalactic, right? Like, yes, as they say. Yep. What, what, is, what is a win, right? What is mm-hmm. a point? A point is a, a like progress towards the completion and, and victory in a set, right? Right. But is it not, in a, over a long enough term, more beneficial to change the environment and psychology of a match in your favor? Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing about, you know, fighting games for me that I feel like is really lacking. Street Fighter 4 at least lets you do a best of fives in like a game, mm-hmm. right? So you, you choose characters and you load into a game uh, and then you have to win a certain number of rounds to win the game. And I think most like fighting games default is best of three. So you have to win two, yeah. at, you know, out of three. But it's like, no. And so imagine if it's a best of five even just that little bit so much more drama can develop like the this narrative of the match gets exponentially more you know complex or the the possibilities at least you know oh it's a 3-0 or oh it's 2 to 2 you know you can spell yeah. you know things with the uh the little letter it puts up at the end right because it puts c for chip s for super v for uh uh, B for just a standard for victory, standard. like a normal then, or a special. Yeah. And there's U for, U for, U for, yeah. And, you know, SUV is a common classic. Uh, P the real, perfect. the real wins, like, you want to do mental damage with those letters. Mm-hmm. It's when your <laughs> opponent knows they were playing better than you, and yet you win with ooh, which is three U's in a row, uh-huh. of like, oh, great. So they did their ultra, and it landed every time. It did like 40% of my health, even though I was clearly outplaying them. That's mental damage. I don't get it much, but suck is really nice too. S U C. It's true. It's I true. I just don't use it's the super Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mental damage and mental stun is uh, is very important in six and nine's game more more so than anything else. I if there was best of nine in Street Fighter Four, that's what I would select. I'm all about. I don't think like, I would necessarily be here for that, but I understand. It depends. It's some of our matchups, you know. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah if you could pick it, like, nice. if you could pick it at character select, if we could see the characters mm. each other had picked, and then be like, "This is a best of nine. It's like That's if you trap really me good. in a best of nine when I'm playing as guy, <laughs> I'm like, okay, you can just have the last six rounds. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but which might actually do mental damage to me if you were to do that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I just don't enjoy that character enough for that. Like, yeah. nope, I'm bored. <laughs> And I mean, I will pick Omega. You're right. Actually, I want to do best of nines. Maybe five is the perfect amount because I will do Omega mode on some characters, which, you know, as a, it, it's not really optimal. It's just experimental weird on some people. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, because I like different things. Uh, yeah, best of five probably is the way to go. But you can definitely tell, you know, sometimes we'll admit like, damn, I like you win that round mentally, right? Like I took all this mental damage. Or during a game, right? During a best of five. Like, you can tell, you know, we won't, you know, joke around and say, oh, you won that round or, oh, you won that game, blah, 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 necessarily. But you you just know when you inflict mental damage. Like, I'll be playing mm-hmm. Oni, mm-hmm. my uh, one of my favorite characters in four, and I'll just do uh, DP over and over, the dragon punch move over and over, uh, which, you know, should be very punishable. And so six will come in and keep jumping into it. 
Just because I'm, I'm just, just doing it I'm over stupid. and over and over. The six will do the same thing with different moves, but so I'm building lots of meter and doing something that shouldn't work, and then I have full meter. And then there's also like there's this like mental buff, right? Like you can mentally heal yourself, right? Like mm-hmm. I think a classic one, right, is again I like playing Hugo. Hugo has a move called the backbreaker. He jumps upward diagonally, and if you're basically in, it's it's less good in three. But in four, if you're in the air when he does it, it is basically guaranteed he grabs you, he falls to the ground, and he does a backbreaker, right? Yeah. Um, which is a wrestling move where, yeah. Um, you, classically, you slam someone back first over your knee. Hugo is big enough that he can do it with his shoulders, um, and he throws you to the ground. Right. Um, and I will open almost every round with backbreaker, <laughs> just in case. And so when I'm doing that, when I'm in that mode, mm-hmm. and then... Nick jumps at round start and I don't catch it. It is both mental damage to me of going, fuck, but also Nick's like mental heal. I got this round. <laughs> it's, you know, it's inertia. It's essentially inertia, but it's more complicated mm-hmm. with us because we make it because we're stupid. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's why there's Thanks mental stun as well. It's like, mm-hmm. um, it's, uh, it's similar to the psychology of like normal people or you know but we'll be generous to ourselves <laughs> normal similar match- to normal people yes. normal matchups you know p- two people playing the game and like where someone would get angry or get frustrated you know like at mm-hmm. the game or at themselves except what if you you had that reaction but a diff it was like you took a different exit on the highway of emotions right so like mm-hmm. you're going the same direction but instead of like raging, having that gamer rage at yourself and just, you know, wanting to break your controller. It's you just you're like, I'm <laughs> I'm somehow a bigger idiot than this dumbass. Maybe it maybe you uh, avoid the rage because you know that you didn't lose to something optimal. Or that like the other person what that's it. We're not playing better than the other person. You're just losing. I think that that's what it comes down to. And most of also the time. I think I think there's a degree of, like, it is one thing, like, I think there will be a lot of people who will play online or who play in a local tournament, and they're like, I can't believe I lost that. What a bunch of bullshit, right? <laughs> and get mad. Yeah. Whereas we will have that moment and we'll be like, I can't believe I failed to be as stupid as he was <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like... Maybe we also, you know, we don't even get the uh, the danger of the, like, I can't believe I lost to that thing. It was so stupid. Because you know that, like, our responses are also stupid. So it's like a coping mechanism. It's like, you'll never get there because, no, you were doing a stupid thing, too. You decided to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I never get mad at, like, you know, playing Third Strike. Uh, well, I'll have, like, Third Strike has less... It doesn't have the focus attack, which is like a big wind-up thing that counters a move for like, it uh, takes multiple seconds, essentially, it could. Um, and so you could just spam that. Um, Third Strike doesn't have that, so it's less, you know, it it has less of that second thing Six mentioned about the, you know, big tanky armor, like saying no to a move thing. So, like, when we're playing, you play Q, uh, G? Q a lot. Q. And Q, I, I was yes. playing Akuma. And in that match is essentially me for a while beating my head into a brick wall over and over. Like I get not frustrated, but like, you know, I I feel 
like I'm not good enough at third strike to do stupid thing, stupid enough things yet. Sometimes mm-hmm. repeatable. Well, I guess. and I think third strike is a game that isn't as rewarding to stupidity as it's true. as Street Fighter Four is. And there's another thing that is kind of interesting, right? Which is like there is a low key mental mental factor for me mm-hmm. that acts as both buff and debuff, right? Um, because if you look at like a commonly agreed upon uh, tier list for Street Fighter Third Strike, Mm -hmm. uh, Akuma is S tier, Q is C tier. Now, the thing about tier lists is they assume you're really good and we're not. (laughs) It's probably not that big a deal for us, right? Uh We're probably not that far apart as far as tier, but there are matches where I will have, I will take a beating and I will be like, but I mean, I'm a C tier fighting an S tier. This is fine. In fact, my performance was admirable and it boosts me. But there yeah. are also times where I'm like, I, you know, I get perfected because you just jump back and threw fireballs the whole time. And I have basically no answer for that. And I'm like, I'm a C tier fighting an S tier. I mean, what do I think is going to happen? You know, um, I'm bad and I should feel bad. There's the mental weather in the third The strike. mental weather. <laughs> this is a new mechanic. We have mental. So we, you mentioned mental buff, but we also have mental bar. Uh, like in fighting games when you have a super meter that, you know, you build up over time to use, you know, cool flashy moves. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have the concept of mental bar as in like essentially buff like you've built up over the course of a match. Like you think you've inflicted mental damage or etc. All the things that you gain, you know, regular regular meter in for a fighting game, but mental version. And sometimes mm-hmm. you can just, you know, tell when you cash it in and and you do a big, you know, combo mentally. It's it's really nice. Or there's also similar, like kind of a different direction. There's mental stun, right? Which yes. is I have done the necessary moves where like I think for me, my classic example is playing as Rolento in Street Fighter Four. <laughs> yep. Um he is a dude with like a a stick. He just fights with a stick. Um uh-huh. and one of his moves is he just plants the stick and sort of hops up. Um it's an overhead that does approximately two damage um it does nothing but if you play your cards right and things go properly and you get mental stun suddenly you will land that seven times in a row because it's just just, like i'm just trying to do my move i'm locked in my it's usually because i'm locked and just doing you know i was like i'm in the flow like oh no i want to dp or i want to use medium Half, full half medium half circle back fireball hold for charge blah 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 right mm-hmm. and and which might be stupid or non-optimal but i can't think of anything else to do in that because i've been mentally stunned and so then i just get i get pole danced on yeah 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 whereas for me it's um i feel like for me it comes and goes in Street Fighter Four how 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 like who's 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 dominant right, yeah. um, but for both of us we have our game. Mine currently is is Third Strike and yours is Street Fighter Five. And basically, if you're serious <laughs> in Street Fighter Five, I'm just fucking done. I can't. Win. <laughs> when I play Kage, who you know who is from the bumper, it's like you know the the evil guy in there. Well, this is this is five is an interesting case, right? I mean, it feels like you have kind of moved away from this, but it's like Kage is a character that feels very Nick. One of your other mains, though, Zeku does not to me. Oh, really? I just like sort of what I think of like, I mean, I certainly associate him with you, 
mm-hmm. and and the way you play him. But when I think about what makes a Nick character, I don't feel like those elements are there. I think I can kind of get what you mean. Let me uh, let me explain to you. Crouching medium punch, crouching medium punch, standing heavy shoulder, palm. Sure, but what about when you just stand at the edge of the screen and do your slash kick over? <laughs> that doesn't remind you of me. <laughs> I mean, it does. It feels like what you would do with that character, but it doesn't feel like a thing that would make you pick that character. Oh, interesting. So Zeku, uh, a character who has two forms, who have different special moves completely, so many tools, and uh, his young form, he goes from young to old. His young form has like big punches and like fun uh combos fun moves you know that are kind of safe as in like you can kind of throw them out and not get punished um mm-hmm. and then the old form has like a, essentially a projectile um to zone it had quite a bit and if you hit with uh with one of them that's an anti-air if someone's jumping at you you can you can get other damage off of it maybe it's, it's so many tools and i really like the flow of young zeku like mm. throwing out your normals but I, I do kind of get what you mean. And I mean, you've moved away from playing Zeku, I think, which sort of hints at like. Often to succeed, you do just do just have to stand there and slash kick. And it's like it is there is sort of some mental stun involved. But the thing the thing that makes it not what you, you personally want to do mm-hmm. is that it's kind of optimal. And thus it's like, ah, well, this yes, is no good. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, but uh, Kage is an extremely Nick. It had, he has a. F- he may have less special moves than Oni. I think he might have a- about the same, but it's the fact that he has, um, evil reuse axe kicks and like the the axe kick, um, as well as the Tatsu into DP combo. So you can do like one special move that like launches somebody and then do your your dragon punch up into the air uppercut. There's something he about has, that flow. He has, he has powerful, effective moves that feel mm-hmm. very good to hit, but he also doesn't have tools that feel good in every situation that like like yeah. are the right answer. And I think that's important to you. Like his Hadoken, right? He has a special <laughs> Hadoken where he throws it. His normal Hadoken is a punch. It's not a projectile. It like goes three feet. Yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, I understand it's useful in some combos, but it's like, but yeah, I think that's that's very that's very Nick there. Yeah, but his air Hadouken does actually travel. So if you do that input while like jumping, which is pretty hard, then it actually does go across the screen. So you'll like stop somebody who's jumping at you, right? So I'll throw a fireball, and it's a it's the red one, so it takes longer to start up. It's the real one that goes across the screen, right? And I've done mm-hmm. that a few times, and Six is like, you know, okay, this is bullshit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump at Nick, and then I jump and do an instant air fireball, mm-hmm. um, like I had to practice and do that. And then you know, it hits Six out of the air, and then I go back to another regular fireball, another jumping, and then it's like, you know, that building up the mental stun bar. Mm-hmm. And it's it's involved enough that it doesn't doesn't become like boring for for you and if you don't know like the data on like which things are safe to you know try to punish me on or not his loop is is amazing the like axe kick into poke into axe kick it just feels good that so that's what i was gonna say i am have not like been a fighting game person traditionally i feel like there are there's a certain breed of person who is a fighting game person like proper noun right 
Um, and I have not traditionally been that. I think Street Fighter was the first one I really got into, like five, and then I get into mm. four. Um, and I was like, oh, four is a lot more, has a lot more freedom and it's kind of fun and wacky. Uh, which and so I generally prefer four to five, but it's something about the flow or just having the tools that feel good to hit. That's how I think I slip into um, they slipped into how you know we play against each other. I just like hitting and doing the moves. It's mm-hmm. like the, it's the flow state or whatever, right? It's or just like this is what I want to do. I just want to DP over and over. And it feels good, you know, I'm clicking. Oh, I'm doing the input well. For sure. Um, And I think, like, it's interesting. You know, I don't know if I've ever told the story. The way I got into fighting games was, um, so there was a local, like, independent game store uh, on my way to to college, um, which I went to more than I went to college. Me in college was a whole... Listen, uh, not the best use of my student loans, um, <laughs> but uh, I became like pretty like, a, you know, a, a regular and mm-hmm. they were like, hey, we've got console set up. If you ever want to test a game, just let us know. We'll pop it in. You can try it. Um, and I tried Street Fighter 4 because uh, Super Street Fighter 4 was coming out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is pretty cool. And Super Street Fighter 4 is launching at like 30 bucks. I'm a poor college student. That's a value. I can't afford not to buy this game, <laughs> which is how I thought back Even then. back then. So, well, <laughs> I was yeah, nowadays, obviously. Uh, <laughs> Even back then. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never not been a cartoon. Um, and so I got that. And back then I thought trophies and achievements were, were interesting. I liked them as a, like, a direction as to how to spend my time, right? I wasn't obsessed with collecting them all, but I would look at a trophy and go, that's interesting. I should do that. Right. Okay. And there was one called C to Shining C, oh. which says reach C rank with every character. And I was like, that's interesting. I guess that's what I'll do. <laughs> um, and so I played so much online ranked battle with every character in the game. That it's just sort of like, I, I don't think I am naturally talented at fighting games i think i have an intuitive sense as to like moveless and stuff i figure mm-hmm. that out pretty fast i have like restless hands and also <laughs> shaky hands because of my meditate my medication i am dog shit at combos i will never be seriously competitive in a game unless it's a game like samurai showdown the new one where it's like your combo is two hits i might be able to pull that off <laughs> um but I just spent so much time that I became fighting game pilled. Um, and I don't know if you would agree, but I think I'm a fighting game person. Oh, yeah, 100%. I didn't know that that, that Street Fighter 4. I knew the C designing Shining Sea story. I didn't know that was the one that, uh, that did mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. six, yeah. that's the thing. Very much a fighting game person. So when we try to play new games, it's... it's not <laughs> fun because it's not stupid. It's just six beating me over and over. And I'm like... I don't know the move list, so I can't be stupid. <laughs> and it's like, I don't necessarily either, but I have played so many fighting games and, exactly. s- and try to play every character in them at least a little, that I do like two moves and I say, oh, so this is this archetype and I just understand. And it doesn't mean yeah. I'm good, but I'm good enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh-huh. a, it's a thing that, you know, develops. Right, right. It blossoms. 
into it's how I got you to play third. It's because we were playing around on a uh, Fightcade, yeah. where you can just try all sorts of old fighting games, and that's how I, I we were trying various ones. <laughs> and Nick was like, "This is not fun," and I was like, "That's fair." <laughs> okay, well, how about Third Strike? And Nick's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, it's got a kuma in it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a kuma over here. Which he you haven't demon. you haven't won around with Raging Demon yet in that game. And it looks so fucking cool when you do. It you gotta. <laughs> so we haven't even explained. So Shun Gokusatsu <laughs> is the name of a like a move that's been in a lot of Street Fighter games. It's like that the evil character uses. It's I don't know what the literal translation is, but the the translation, the transliteration, uh, is Raging Demon. And it's like this special input, you know, uh, of buttons and stuff you do. Uh, and then you kind of like do a slide teleport. And if you hit your enemy, you grab them. Generally, the screen like goes black and there's a sound of like many hits. Uh, and then, you know, the person li- lies dead on the ground and it does a bunch of damage or whatever. Um, and the the evil characters are all about like oh death destruction so they let's say mets or messats messats is is a famous one that that six will say it's mm-hmm. it it all just kind of means like destruction despair violence whatever um mm-hmm. and and so that's the ultimate move for me is to land the raging demon there's nothing better for my mental bar than than landing a demon I mean, your ultimate version of it is the Oni one, because Oni can do what in the air, and also he can combo off of his, like, he has a command air dash, because basically <laughs> he, like, throws, like, a like a mini, like, wave of, like, Hadouken energy and uses it to propel himself, mm-hmm. and so if you use that to dash backwards in the air, point blank, you hit them, and as they're falling, you zip backwards, and then you slide forwards, grab them in the air, and hit them with the Shin Goku Satsu. Which is a unique thing. Thing really to, cool. to all of Street Fighter, that that air demon. Yeah, I'm not, I I and all as far as I'm aware, all fighting games. I've never mm, seen an air yeah. demon before. Um, That's when I stand up from my chair, and you know, of course, they pose right. Like Akuma famously <laughs> turns around, and and the or evil Ryu or the uh, the ten the like heaven symbol shows up, and you know, burning flames on his back. And so if I if I do land the air demon, I have to stand up, you know, assume the T pose. I mean, are you are you familiar sets. with are you familiar with Tokido? Um, no. So Tokido is a professional Street Fighter two player, pretty cool guy. Oh yes, uh, yes, sorry, been out for a long time, and he's also the world's best Akuma. Just like has the results, you know. Maybe there's someone who would beat him now, but like just for decades, he's been uh, the king. Uh-huh. And there was a by the way, incidentally, because of his just. Um, resting bitch face which i have too i can call I, for it that. sure it's okay um uh he is nicknamed murder face um <laughs> which is fair because just when he's playing he just looks like he's going to kill you let me just uh get you a i'll, I'll drop it in the episode notes uh here's him just you know just playing <laughs> just a fighting playing game. A video game <laughs> um but there was an instance where he was at a tournament um and of course they are playing with a projector right so the, right. the match is being projected on screen and he won with the shungoku statsu and then stood up so that the character projected onto his back <laughs> and it was one of the coolest things that's ever happened i think i found it is it this one? Oh yeah Evo 2013 yeah, this... versus k brad uh-huh oh yeah i'm gonna just, it's 13 seconds oh he's stunned and then so he had time to get up 
Oh, we don't have a good. Yeah, that's oh, not a good, not angle, a good angle, angle on that one. Uh, in fact, this is a uh, this is a, th- uh, this is actually not the one. I assume it looks oh. like he did it again. Um, there was a, a previous instance of him doing it that was more hyped. The original oh. one. Um, but yeah, uh, very very sick. Um, now this is actually a weird. This is a weird instance because we're actually going very briefly to lore of the week. Wow. Okay. So I'm really torn on Street Fighter V's portrayal of the raging demon of the Shingoku Satsu. Yes. Because it looks pretty cool, but it is just him hitting them a bunch, right? And classically, the way it's portrayed is the screen goes black and you see a bunch of hits occur. Or oh, and you hear, uh, you know, yeah. Yeah, oh, you found the right I one. I found yes. it 20 times. <laughs> so, funny. Um, so stupid. And the... The lore, the explanation for the Shungoku Satsu, which may no longer be canon given how it's portrayed in 5, but how it's been for a long time, is what the technique is. Is that you grab your opponent, you sort of cloak yourself in like a shield of energy, and you drag them through the seven hells, and all the hits are just demons clawing them as you pass through. And that's sick as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, so I've I've looked into this a while ago, uh, you know, of course, just getting lost on a wiki one day. Sure. It, you can take that interpretation, and that's what I prefer, in that, like, I mean, these people, it's not like this is, oh, it's just martial arts. There's, they're, they're throwing fireballs. Like, they're throwing balls of their key, their energy, right? Like, there's magic here. Let let it actually be like demons, and they're, they're going through the hells, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now there is uh, in the lore Goken. You know Goken, right? Famous for your your Goken, Goken airplay. He's like an old sage. Uh, he's like a teacher of Ryu and Ken, the the most famous character. You know Ryu from Street Fighter. Uh, throws throws the Hadouken. No, um, famously because he exists because of a misunderstanding, oh, a really? mistranslation. So back in Street Fighter Two, uh, there was a win line. You would get sometimes when Ryu beat you, he would say, you must defeat Shen Long to stand a chance. Mm-hmm. This was a mistranslation. It was supposed to say, you must defeat my Shoryuken. Basically, if you can't beat my <laughs> DP, you're done. But because of this, people were like, who is Shen Long? And Capcom was like, I don't, it's, it's their master, Shen Long. Uh, also, his name is Goken. Sure. Chinese versus Japanese. Probably, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, so he's, you know, he's the master and like Akuma is um, like, I think he His might brother. have been a student. Is he actually? No, they're, they're brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Akuma is actually Goki and Akuma is like his demon name. Akuma just means like demon. Well, Akuma is um, his English Akuma. name. But. <laughs> yeah. Go- Goki is his actual. Yeah. Like, <laughs> anyways. Uh, so he's like an evil, you know, it's the Satsui no Hado. It's the, the killing intent is what makes people mm-hmm. evil. Uh, which Ryu has, uh, and that's why there's the character character Evil Ryu, who you know has succumbed to the Shungoku to the uh, the Satsui no Hado. So he's evil. He has a demon. Um, where the fuck was I going? Right. So you know he, he's part of that. So um, Goken, I'm sure in the lore, or whatever, works with Ryu on you know suppressing or dealing with his Satsui no Hado without becoming evil. 
Um, and so Gok Goken is actually, I think, the only person to ever survive the Raging Demon. Mm-hmm. Because Akuma has actually used Raging Demon on Goken. Uh, but yeah, the he lore was... was that he was dead. But of course, oh. he emptied his soul of all worldly desires as he was being dragged through hell. And the demons thus like were unable to sense him properly and didn't hurt him as badly. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I preferred like he reached enlightenment, essentially. Right. Like I prefer the literal interpretation of that. The, the mystical one there is the real like if this was just a martial arts game interpretation where okay the the raging demon is just a bunch of hits like super fast hits in a row that that hit really hard and then oh he went you know he went mushin no mind and he just reacted mm-hmm. and and just you know classic kung fu movie kind of like doesn't even move his head just like moves his arms around you know matrix style he's neo and he just mm-hmm. blocks everything because his mind is empty and he's reacting to his opponent without thought yeah. but that's boring because i mean it's there's little I mean, magic in street fighter also so. the the also the literal canon is that what happened was because they thought he was dead and when he was actually in a coma they buried him in a graveyard oh, and two years okay. later he punched his way out of the ground <laughs> okay yeah never mind <laughs> it's just it's listen of course it's dumb but it is very it cool. is very dumb yeah yeah but yeah, so I just have in- intentionally embraced the stupidity of I'm the Masats man. And so if I land a particularly great Masats... I'm not undumb. Yeah, I stand <laughs> up and I shout, Masats! <laughs> like, a, like a real cool guy. A real cool guy with no roommates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Six fam- Oh, we haven't recorded it yet. Six, you know, when when Home Alone has a few times just randomly pulled out the, uh, I don't even remember. I think it's from one of the games. It might be four or three. It's it's the it's the uh, ultra version, the ultra oh, one right. version of the Shingoku Satsu in um, it's four. Wrath of the Raging Demon. Is, yep. Yeah, in four, um, a, you know the Akuma Goki, you know Goki something something Kakugawa Yoika. <laughs> And then, of course, Ishin the Ishin Senge. <laughs> yeah, Mets. Yeah. See, it's not the same unless my roommates are gone. Exactly. And, of asleep, but Six, like, right really now. was Akuma. I was like, holy shit, the first time it happened. <laughs> Occasionally, like, different characters, different people will show up on Six's microphone. It's crazy. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird how that happens. That's because I'm a spirit medium. Uh, yeah, you're spirit mid, for sure. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say. I knew. Like, I, I was knew like, if could, not less, <laughs> if, if not lower, spirit light punch. Yeah, man, that was a lot of talking. I'm a little parched. Let's go talk to our TZ. I'm not all my rage out of the past. Now I'm just uh, trying to be happy because when the new patch drops and I like it, I'll probably be angry all the time. I need, to, I need something to be mad at. Now that I have a patch of being angry. Hey, yeah, yeah, we're back, Artur, I know. Um, so what I've got today to refresh us after some Shungokusatsu, you know, it's been it's been a hard life. I've been dying 1,000 deaths, except it's actually, you know, 1,000 fists. <laughs> the dreams in which I've been dying 1,000 deaths for <laughs> the best <laughs> I've ever had. <laughs> wow. Um, I have a, a star, I was going to say StarCraft. I'm going to say it. I have a StarCraft Baya Energy, also known as Starbucks, Baya Energy. Um, raspberry lime flavored with other natural flavors with antioxidant vitamin C and immune support. This is a sparkling energy drink. We're working with 90 calories, 
um, which includes 22 grams of sugar, 16 grams of which are added, 100% of my daily recommended amount of vitamin C. Let's go down the ingredient list that's hard to read, of course. Uh, carbonated water, white grape juice from concentrate, cane sugar, lemon juice from concentrate, raspberry juice from concentrate, lime juice from concentrate, natural flavors, ascorbic acid, vitamin D, coffee, fruit extract, green coffee, brain extract, as well as lyco ly lyopene lycopene color. Burn down the house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, for test... For best date, drink chilled by dating. It's really hard. Okay. So, like, my my office is not, like, lit extremely well here, right? So, mm -hmm. here, even taking a picture is hard. And then, like, the way this can is set up, it's even a blurry picture. Perfect. It has, like, you know, regular shadowed color to the black text on the blue background. I'm going to go ahead and open this thing. Uh, it says raspberry lime. So, there we go. Definitely. Oh, how how much sugar does it have? Twenty two grams. Thank God. One hundred sixty milligrams of uh, of caffeine. Yeah. No. This okay, is this no might zero actually sugar. might actually be a drink worth enjoying. It's it smells like a raspberry lime juice type thing. Okay. It smells okay. sweet. Okay. Here we go. Oh. Hmm. What? So this doesn't have guarine or like the tor whatever. Mm hmm. It just has caffeine. One more time. Guarana extract. Okay, the second one is better. It, it's. I think it's because it's carbonated. It's strange. It, the carbonation. Actually, I can tell it. Like the, uh, I don't know, the carbonic acid or whatever taste of of mineral water, uh, sparkling water, makes it weird. Like okay. you get the stereotypical, you know, raspberry lime like drink, whatever, you know, juice, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. It's not actually very sweet, but you can tell there's sugar in it. And then there's this weird, like, not like bitter top note, not like the bitter sensation, but like you don't oh, like, like the bitterness water, of right? like right. I know exactly what I, I was oh, going to say. Exactly I bet you do. You yeah, I like. I don't know why that's there. Why have that there? Like the 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 bitter i don't even think it's like a sting right but it's like no, a, it's, it's like a it's like a cold burn of of carbon dioxide it's like it's top of gross. my mouth like yeah it's yeah it's just it's, that that taste that like feeling of that carbonic acid i think is what it is strange um hmm. i wouldn't get it again not that i normally buy <laughs> not buy these um it's fine. It's a little weird. I don't think I'm gonna finish it here. I'm gonna it sounds it like such an unforced error. It does. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. There's the real taste. This is like. It's such a strong um, amount of that. Just carbonated water, like sparkling water, rather feeling. Mm -hmm. That's strange. It's like, what if you made concentrate of that? Oh, go ahead and get you. Uh, you'll be shocked by the color here. Oh no, I poured this all into a glass. Uh, Actually, thank thankfully I'm done with my scotch glass. And so I've now poured the remaining amount into the scotch glass because evidently that didn't do it for me. Uh, Artur, thank you. You know, I'm I'm always into trying new things. And he he pulls something out from behind bar and says, "Well, if that doesn't do it for you, we got to make sure you're not going to go wrong, huh?" So, I also and uh thankfully, you know, 
normally when I actually drink these, it is at night. It is 1130. Normally caffeine doesn't actually affect me. But just in case, uh, I went with the other thing that was on the shelf next to it in the grocery store. Unfortunately, zero sugar, but I'm not going to drink much, hopefully. Monster Energy oh, Ultraviolet. Oh, sure. I've seen these. What What is ultraviolet flavor to you? Do you know what it is or? No, no. I mean, honestly, if I had to guess, it's a purple I'm going to guess, audience. I'm going to guess like a very chemically artificial grape flavor. That seems like it is very, it is a purple, it is a grapey purple, I guess. Uh, so we got 10 calories, uh, niacin, 250% which is quite easy. Vitamin B6, the, 220. Yep. I There's something about when you phrase it this way where obviously the drink is called Monster. But when you say, uh, this is from their official page, Monster Ultraviolet, a.k.a. the Purple Monster. That's like, guys, don't call it the Purple Monster. I just, I don't like this. <laughs> I love you. You love oh, me. Oh, Nick. Wow. We're okay, here's happy that. Are you ready for the copy drink? here? I am. On this one. Go for it. Nick. Welcome to the 70s. Hi. This is a hazy call. purple funk all dressed up in a kaleidoscope of bell-bottoms, bandanas, and tie-dye. A time when psychedelic glam and heavy metal rock blasted from mega-speakers at fairgrounds, stadiums, and garages. Can you dig it? <laughs> Can you dig it? The take-a-long pull, I assume that's supposed to say then take-a-long pull. I take a good long pull of Monster Ultraviolet. Crisp and refreshing with a sweet and tart pixie dust flavor powered by our monster energy blend hop on this purple monster for the ride oh mine says hop on this magic carpet for the ride i bet they had to change it because of copyright for magic carpet aladdin whatever the the big mouse you know and his eggs the lawyers came down unleash the ultra beast doesn't aerosmith have that song they probably haven't had to change it probably not but they are aerosmith um, and they mon- you're saying have- like they they're like <laughs> they're like monster and monster and Aerosmith uh-huh. go into a room. Only one of them leaves. It's gonna be Aerosmith. <laughs> it's gonna be Aerosmith. Yeah, it's more like you don't. It Disney doesn't get their way because they're right. It's because they're Disney. Anyways, um, let's let's go ahead and and open this thing. All right, we got we got the fizz. Let's take a whiff. I think you might be right. Oh, I'm sorry. It, it was Steppenwolf, not Aerosmith. Oh, I apologize. Oh. And you know what? Monster could take Ste- Steppenwolf. <laughs> Damn. The Canadians. Called out. That's true. <laughs> hey. It. It's right. It, you're right. It's the artificial grape flavor smell. It, it doesn't yeah. smell like grapes. It smells like, you know, purple thing that's labeled grape flavor candy. And that's all I can say. Let's Let's go down the hatch. Interesting. Interesting. Okay, I'm getting, you know, it is a zero zero sugar thing, so things are still developing. Chemicals are happening. Okay, let's go for the second sip here. I'm waiting. Interesting. So you were spot on with the very chemical grape flavor. doesn't taste like grapes. It tastes... Well, the sensation is like, what if you had grape fun dip? 
Do you remember Fun Dip? I almost sure. never had it. Sure, yes. Yeah, yes. you just like powdered sugar, powdered flavored sugar that you'd lick off of a candy With like, stick. like citric acid mixed in to make give it oh, a Oh, that's dip. right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically, it tastes like you're drinking that. It tastes so sweet, but they actually, I mean, obviously I haven't had much of it and I won't. Maybe that's why. That that kind of is the thing with artificial sweeteners. Like a little bit at the first is fine. And then it's more like if you continue to, to have a, a larger quantity of it, I find it, you know, something goes wrong. But you haven't walked in. You haven't walked into the layer deep enough for the, the no, I've kind of, sweet fangs I've opened of the artificial door. sweetener to sink in. I yeah. See. Like the, there's the cold breeze. You know, it's it's a hot summer day and I've opened the door and it's a nice cool breeze. And they've got this. Yeah, see, even aerating it is a little off. I mean, honestly, that's like, I mean, it is just cloyingly sweet. Honestly, I'm not shocked at this point because I've done so many energy drinks for this show, but mm -hmm. it is incredibly sweet. Just like, Jesus Christ. Let's let's go for the uh, the ingredients list finale here. 490% uh, of vitamin B12. <laughs> of B5, they have 400. And then we go to the ingredients, carbonated water, erythritol, which is a, a sugar alcohol, Citric acid, there it is, taurine, sodium citrate, natural artificial flavors, L-carnitine, L-tartrate, caffeine, sorbic acid as a preservative, sucralose, benzoic acid as a preservative, niacinamide, which is the vitamins, B-calcium, panathenate, B5, um, acesulfane, potassium, uh, salt, red number 40, pyridoxine hydrochloride, uh, blue number one and cyanocyabalamin vitamin b12 it's so interesting your description matches so perfectly when you said the sugar alcohols it's like oh that makes so much sense because the sugar alcohols in low doses do pretty much taste like sugar but when the rest of the flavor <laughs> leaves your mouth the sugar alcohol doesn't and so as you continue yes. to drink it builds up and up and up until you just have this layer of like molten plastic on your mouth it's so gross that's a great that thank you for saying because like i i feel the sensation of sweet kind of like i don't feel it at the top of the mouth i'm saying you know describing things again like i don't feel it but i or no i don't taste it but i do have the feeling of sweetness still mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let me let me go on here because it just doesn't leave You're right. It already, it, the taste has already changed. Well, also, you know, I'm sure placebo, but the worm has turned. Yeah. Now I'm starting to get that. I feel the artificialness and that like, why is my tongue watering so much? Or, you know, my mouth watering so much. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is exactly but it. But at yeah. least you're able to enjoy the sweet and tart pixie dust flavor. It's, it is quite a flavor. It's a, it's a throwback. That's for sure. You know, uh, as these zero sugar things have gone, not bad. The things that use, you know, sugar alcohols, which is kind of, I feel like, the newer technology in, in this space, uh, in the industry. Not new, but newer. Um, I feel like they have, you know, the, the better first impression. You don't want to get to know them. Um, not that type of friend, but, you know, a person you, you see in the hallway occasionally. Well, Nick, let me tell you something. I've had to uh, I've had to start taking some morning shifts, despite being a, like, a closing Ooh. shifts at work the for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I've had something in my fridge for a long time that helped me out. Have you heard of Red Bull? I'm like, damn, this is a fucking energy drink. You just drink a fucking standard Red Bull. <laughs> Fuck this monster shit. Fuck your fucking quava quava thing. Like, just drink a Bye, fucking uh... Red Bull. Damn. 
Yes, this is this is Six's, you know, South California version of like, um, your stereotypical blue collar worker, um, but like now he's in like a wife. This beater is me drinking a. This is me drinking a beer work. after work. Yeah. Yes, exactly. after work, being like, that's just a fucking bud uh, banquet. Uh, no, sorry, a Coors banquet. This is just a fucking beer. None of this fucking IPA. Tell me your IBU fucking pansy shit. This is a fucking beer. It's like, it has, like, I think it has two elements that I just, I just admire in in an energy drink. One, sugar. (laughs) Come on. Uh And the second is, it tastes unapologetically chemically. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't taste like, I'm not saying it tastes like drinking a test tube, but I'm right. saying it does not taste like anything natural and it is not. Oh, okay. To. Sure. Sure. I mean, it has like that grape citric core, but it is not like a naturally occurring. I mean, and it's, it's so you overwhelmed it. by guarana extract that it's just like, mm-hmm. I, I would say guarana is probably the primary flavor of Red Bull. <laughs> um, and it's like, yeah. I I know why I'm here, right? Don't you know, I know what I'm about? Don't put fucking like cherry flavoring in my heroin. Just give me the heroin. <laughs> Do I want a triple brewed with orange citrus? Pe- no, I want my fucking Coors Banquet. When 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 the mountains are blue, it's as cold as the Rockies. <laughs> I like this character. I like the. Yeah, I was, he needs a name. <laughs> I think his name is Bud. <laughs> wait, wait. It sounds like <laughs> there will be Bud. Hops. <laughs> Sports. Sports. Hoops. Basketball. Beer. Women. Horn. NASCAR. <laughs> we might have to make there will be Bud. I'll just capitalize Jersey. it for my my sorting. Slam Dunk Festival. <laughs> Meet my dog. Monster Truck Festival. <laughs> Meet, Meet my, my dog. dog. <laughs> Meet my dog. <laughs> yep. Wow. So you've been, <laughs> have you had some Red Bulls then? It's like, you know. Only just, oh, yeah, only sure. only two. I had a four pack and I had two left. And so I I've had two. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is a good. Also, it's amazing when you're working a shift in the morning and you start off with a Red Bull and you're like, ah, oh, this was a real energy experience. I can feel myself crash. <laughs> I can also feel the slight nausea of having drunk a Red Bull within 10 minutes of waking up. <laughs> I, I mean, I have done that. Like, so I, I don't normally drink energy, but I have done that. Uh, it's more of a placebo because caffeine doesn't help. So it's more like I'm trying to like live the life or like convince myself you know the narrative i'm telling myself is oh man get up and you know the first 10 minutes i have to have an energy drink and so i i I do get that you know i mean sincerely it wasn't necessarily about like i need energy to get going i had slept i'm okay um it is like the sharp flavor helps me sort of like you know like splashing water on your face Uh and then as fucked up as this is and maybe i should talk to a psychiatrist about this it's like i don't have time to eat a meal if this makes me feel kind of nauseous i won't want to (laughs) i think we have to take you to the emergency room six i'm sorry (laughs) where there we there we are i had to find it in the phone book 
of eternal envy. And we'll get you checked out. <laughs> maybe, maybe would be a good idea. Maybe it would. I be mean, good. my doctor has told me not to drink energy drinks, but yeah. How how have you gone back to soda? You you said you know you're yeah. putting soda. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, listen, how how much time do I have? It's two things, right? I enjoy tea, mm-hmm. but like. It doesn't have the Coors Banquet effect, right? <laughs> of like I'm 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 off work and this is a satisfying after work treat. Yeah. And also it takes time to prepare and I'm pretty lazy. Oh, Coors Banquet effect. <laughs> the CBE. Write <laughs> <laughs> my my next white paper, the CBE. By a C Stepmar et al. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got uh, a lot of good titles to work from this episode. we really do <laughs> we had one before we even started right i forget what it yeah. even was now was it your goat oh, for weed <laughs> no that was i forget what you said you were talking about tea and for some reason the horny goat weed tea like came up in my brain <laughs> okay you know like have you ever seen that no the, no, no 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 i don't know i literally sent you sl- so i sent you the supplement bottle that's like a thing you'll see Especially in like an Asian grocery store, I feel like I've seen that horny goat weed. Like I a assumed tea or a supplement. that my assumption when you posted that was yeah. like you you were editing the episode, and yeah. I was like, I, and there are points during that episode where I stop for herbalism. There must have been, and there was like, oh. and there are goat and characters. There must have been some goat for weed joke I made or something. See, six asked assumption. if that was the episode, the the title of the battle battle crew episode, and I'm like, no. What do you? What do you mean? <laughs> I was just... Yeah. Uh, according to WebMD.com, since we are in the EE emergency room, um, horny goatweed, uh, an herb for low libido, erectile... Or sorry, it's also called epimedium? Epimedium? We'll go with that. Um, uh, well, okay. Horny goatweed is an herb that has been a traditional remedy in China for centuries. It's used for low libido, erectile dysfunction, fatigue, pain, and other conditions. Why do people take horny goatweed? Some men take horny goat weed in the belief that it's a natural alternative. They would to like drugs their penis to go erectile. Doki. <laughs> I mean, that's the answer. What do you want? Can I edit this episode so I can have your raw voice clip of you saying that they want their penis to go doki doki? You know what? I'm willing to send that one to you. It's Thank okay. You. Cock. I mean, I already have cock. You know, out of context. For information, it takes a lot more than just a blink of an eye and cheap small talk. To erect my penis. Oh, that's Purge again. He he's reading from a thing. How much horny goat weed should you take? Horny goat weed is an unproven <laughs> treatment. There is no established dose. Can you get horny goat weed naturally from foods? There are no natural food sources of horny goat weed. What are the risks of taking horny goat weed? Side effects. It is possibly safe when used short term at appropriate doses. But it may, period. It may cause <laughs> Oh man! Hold on, WebMD is—we got a dramatist. Wow, (laughs) but it may, it may, (laughs) but it may, it may cause upset stomach and dry. Well, side effects. It is possibly safe when used short term at appropriate doses, but it may, it may cause upset stomach and dry mouth. In some, horny goat weed may result in irregular heartbeat, low blood pressure. Nosebleeds and mood changes. High doses have been linked to spasms and respiratory failure. 
starts sliding into G-Man or something at the end. <laughs> All it takes is the right horny goat weed in our Wake up, right Mr. Freeman. Texas. Wake up and... and Smell the horny, the horny goat, goat weed. weed. <laughs> <laughs> See, how can you say horny goat weed in the G-Man voice? Uh, Would you like some horny goat, goat weed? Some horny goat weed. Um, Were we t- talking about <laughs> something? This episode has been an hour and a half already. Holy Let's just shit. take it to fan fiction corner. Yeah, we gotta, we gotta get there. We, um, we have another pod to record this week. We should save some content. <laughs> Let's go with ourselves. <clears throat> oh wait, but no. It in character would be better if you read it. But yeah, I, yeah, I got it. Okay. Got oh it. wait, wait. Before we, before we, uh, we need you to try a little beverage um, before we get too far in. We have a request from the Discord. Nick, Fuck. mix the whiskey and the monster, please. And the monster. I have to go get a little more. I'll be right back. I can't believe I'm doing. Fun fact, uh, Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf, uh, according to uh, the band, was written uh, as a response to they got a new uh, John Kay got a new high quality sound system. And they were writing Uh... lyrics about how great the sound system sounded while they were high. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the story behind uh, the lyrics of Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf. Oh, makes sense. Oh, my God. I'm. I hope I don't spill this. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm not. Okay. Um, how? What should? What ratio should I be using here? Hey, fifty fifty, right? 50, just do a little bit. That's but true. just you know. Yep. Okay. So I got give some them of this both room to really speak. nice whiskey. Um, and some monster. I'm totally gonna spill and this. It's really nice, nice monster. Hold just on. even you nicer. Tell another story. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't have another story. <laughs> Oh, you know, actually, uh, I've been playing Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 recently with Kyrie, uh, fr- you know, Scanline co-host, friend of mine, friend of the site, also of the site, so not really a friend of the site. Um, you can be a friend of yourself, you know. Um, and let me tell you, Doctor Strange, I don't, I don't like Benedict Cumberbatch, I don't like MCU, Doctor Strange is alright. I think also based on the, like, in the comics, he's way more of like a carny, which is really fun. He's really ridiculous as opposed to being this fucking, you know, drama queen. Um, it's, it's really funny. He's just, you know, you teleport and you throw fireballs and everything has a really ridiculous name. That's all. It's fun. Doctor Strange. He's okay. Guess who's back? I took the opportunity to also uh, throw a log in the wood stove. All right. So I've also transferred the monster to something that's easier to pour from. Um, I, I'll get the nose and I'll take a picture here. Um, I do like, you know, I, I, on my way to the kitchen and back, I was really thinking about what you said because I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this to really nice whiskey. And you Mm -hmm. said something about how it actually be really nice monster. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it is uh you could call it a bad color it's get you a get your snap here get you in the experience uh discord was a mistake um down in the description if you'd like to to be a mistake in the episode notes channel okay uh and it doesn't look that bad swirl. um looks kind of sherry-ish it does i guess kind of look sherry-ish uh because of the purple let's give it a whiff um so do you think I, this I might go... cause upset stomach or dry mouth <laughs> it's gonna cause erectile dysfunction because i'm dead so you uh, well, actually, I get that grape note, but it's different. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no. Actually, I'm not going to let you go ahead. Yeah, so I you, get that you grape actually note, can't, but it's you actually like, can't. It's different. Like you can tell it's that really strong grape, but it's slightly strange. Like it, if I go back to the monster here, because I have it. Yeah, it smells. It's like a fresh grape in the monster, and then mm-hmm. purging the nose. It's it's more like the bottom, like the base note of the grape. Like it smells like mm. purple in that artificial, you know, grape. It smells like the purple part. I see. I I think I understand. And I would then, assume whatever like citrus element has been like utterly crushed by this by the whiskey, and thus you are left with the other elements. That's probably exactly it. Yeah, and it's you know whatever is is coming off that you know it there's alcohol in here so i'm sure it's dissolving differently as well versus just you know the the carbonation or whatever so um go ahead and drink this bottoms up simpson uh, oh no ah uh, i think uh, Nick's no. playing this up it's probably pretty good ah uh, it's two separate experiences <laughs> Oh, I love it when that happens. Oh, the to- I keep t- talking about the geography of my mouth, but it just, it's how it's working. I mean, whatever. I saw you and I'll drink it again so I can get a bit. Oh, fuck. Ah. So, on the roof of my mouth, the top notes. Um, rancid. Uh grape fun dip um left out in the sun like maybe is at a summer camp and got like a raisin a little in bit. the sun <laughs> like a raisin in the sun like a raisin like a raisin fun dip in the sun like what if a grape fun dip was like became a raisin so the package is like shriveled it got a little wet um uh-huh. something has been like growing in it so it's not moldy but like it's off right so it's kind sure. of you know even worse than if it was just mold. It's like okay, it's definitely bad. It's it's off. Um, the alcohol. Um, I mean, I did vaguely fifty fifty, and it's. Um, I think this is like a forty five percent bottled strength uh, ABV. Um, the alcohol is definitely muted, so you get the feeling. Whatever, I still have some. So you're saying if it's forty five and you did about fifty fifty, maybe it's like twenty three percent. Yeah, you and can't like they say, the nobody alcohol. loves you when you're 23. That's true. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling 23. Um, yeah, you can't taste the alcohol at all. Maybe I'm just so distracted by the rancid fun dip grape, rancid awful artificial grape. Something about what it's dissolved or what's you know floated away just leaves you with the absolute worst part of this. Um, it's like what if you you know you distilled. It's, I, I shouldn't use that word when we're talking about liquor. You boiled down, you reduced the monster, right? Into mm-hmm. like its syrup. 
and then you diluted it in water. Okay. Um, that's the flavor it has, except um, then there's like the off feeling. So like something's fermented in in the grape, right? The the grape fun dip. It's not just moldy. It's, it's something's it's fermented. It's wheat, actually, I believe. It's wheat. Yeah, it's horny and it's goat. Um, <laughs> no, wheat. Wheat? It's literally wheat. It's grain whiskey. Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, God. That was way worse than I thought it would be. Like, I, you know, I obviously did it and prepared, but it's like it it brought out the worst parts of the monster and the alcohol um even like feeling is essentially gone maybe it's just overwhelmed by the repugnant fermented you know like prison wine i'm aware of the concept what if there was like summer camp wine right so it's like little <laughs> kids at little like so it's like you know a, a group of like 12 year old boys at a summer camp with like a nasty bathroom and they're fermenting their grape fun dip to make wine that's the best way to describe it Man, so many good episode titles. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks for that. <laughs> now, let's take it back to Fan Fiction Corner. All right. Uh, Arteezy, I forbid you from serving this to anybody ever again. Okay. Ironically, the way things have turned out, because of the roles I assigned, because I thought I'd be better at one of them than the other, it means I'm actually going to be doing most of the reading, which is not usually how this goes. Oh, really? Because this is a first-person story. Oh, yes, that's true. That's true. And it actually <clears> works <throat> out better in, you know, our... It works out better. Um, so as far as your character, do you want to go with your suggestion or mine? Um, yours. Okay. <clears throat> and that it's us. The ones in brackets. Oh, no, I see okay. what you mean. Oh. Right, the character replacement. No, see, maybe you have to bleep it out. I thought, no, like, as in, like, replace the word Fortunato with Nick. <laughs> oh, I was thousand thinking, like, of Nick, replace I, it with do, with Dota face, characters and then do yeah. voices when there's dialogue. But, you know, we can just, all right. Yeah, we can do that. That's fine. Face the... <clears throat> The thousand injuries of Nick I had borne as best I could, but when he ventured upon insult, I vowed revenge. You who so well know the nature of my cell will not be supposed, however, that I gave utterance to a threat. At length I would be avenged. This was a point definitely settled. But at the very definitiveness with which it was resolved precluded the idea of risk. I must not only punish, but punish with impunity a wrong unredressed when retribution overtakes its redresser. It is equally unredressed when the Avenger fails to make himself felt as such to him who has done the wrong. It must be understood that neither by wood... <clears throat> it must be understood that neither by word nor deed had I given for... Uh, <clears throat> had I given Nick cause to doubt my goodwill. I continued, as was my wont, to smile in his face, and he did not perceive that my smile, now, was at the thought of his immolation. <laughs> he had a weak point, this Nick, although in other regards he was a man to be disrespected and even hated. <laughs> hmm. Editorial. He prided himself 
on his connoisseurship in wine. Few Italians have this true virtuoso spirit. Nick, of course, not an Italian. Nope. For the most part, their enthusiasm is adopted to suit the time and opportunity to practice imposture to practice imposture upon the British and Australian millionaires in painting and geometry. Gem- what the fuck? Gemery? In geometry. <laughs> Go for geometry. <laughs> in painting and geometry, <laughs> Nick, like his countrymen, was a quack. But in matters of old wines, he was sincere. In this respect, I did not differ from him materially. I was skillful in the Italian vintages myself and bought largely whenever I could. It was about dusk one evening during the supreme madness of the carnival season that I encountered my friend. He accosted me with excessive warmth, for he had been drinking too much. This man wore motley. Sick! He had... Nick, wait your line, please. I'm accosting you. He had on a tight-fitting party-striped dress, and his head was surmounted by a conical cap with bells. I was so pleased to see him that I thought I should have never been done wringing his hand. I said to him, My dear Nick, you are luckily met. How remarkably well you are looking today. But I have received a pipe of what passes for sherry, and I have my doubts. How? said he. Amontillado? A pipe? No, nope, sherry. Try again. Jerry. Sherry. Oh, hmm. Sherry. You have to roleplay drunk, I not actually be drunk. I thought you were saying Jerry, as in, like, you were, I was doing a Jerry voice. I was like, who's Jerry? <laughs> who's Jerry? Another great title. I'm glad, I'm glad I can't edit out any of these errors because they're because so Because that's the rules of fanfiction court. Sherry? A pipe? Impossible. And in the middle of the carnival? I have my doubts, I replied. And I was silly enough to play the full Sherry price without consulting you in the matter. You were not to be found, and I was fearful of losing a bargain at Stater Brothers. Sherry! I have my doubts. Sherry! And I must satisfy them. As you were engaged, I am on my way to... You know, I gotta try that again and pick a name. I'm gonna pick a name. I was gonna do um, Lashrac back when we were gonna do Dota Heroes, but... um... What? As you were engaged, I'm on my way to Harry. If anyone has a critical <laughs> turn, it is he. He will tell Harry me. Harry cannot tell Sherry from Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> and your yet some fools will troubled. have it that his taste is a match for your own. Come, let us go. Uh, whither? To your vaults. My friend, no. I will not impose upon your good nature. I perceive you have an engagement. Harry- I have no engagement. I'm single. Come. My friend, no. It is not the engagement, not your wife that you appear to have forgotten, but the severe Fuck. cold with which I perceive you are afflicted. The vaults are insufferably <laughs> damp, and they are encrusted with nitre. What is nitre? It is like salt deposits, I think. It's a. Oh, it's a we call it it's like, like mineral. Flirt lumin. Yep. Yeah. Let us go, nevertheless. The cold is merely nothing. Sherry! You have been imposed upon. And as for Harry, he cannot distinguish Sherry from Sherry. Thus speaking, Nick possessed himself of my arm, <laughs> putting on a mask of black silk and drawing. You know what? Emma? Just drawing a hoodie closely about my person. I suffered him to hurry me 
to my bedroom. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on, I have to see how how Emma says it here. Rockalore. Rockalore. I mean, it's spelled slightly different. Well, Nick, there's actually a very good reason for that. So first of all, uh, you'll have just heard what Nick heard, um, and then re- repeated poorly. It's Rokalore, not Rockalore. I'm not sure why Nick heard it and then like a millisecond later said it wrong. Um, what it says on our page is Rokalair, um, which uh, is just a typo. The uh, the version of this on the Poe Museum is uh, poemuseum.org is just wrong and has a typo in it. It's not it's not it's not Rokalair, It's Rokalore, um, which is a type of coat, a knee length coat. Um, interestingly, if you look up Rokilaire with the I instead of the U, uh, you get one version of someone saying it. I say someone, um, computers count as people, right? Because here's the YouTube channel Pronunciation Guide, uh, very helpfully having a robot, uh, pronounce it. Rokilaire. Obviously, they mangle the fuck out of it, as you can tell. So, uh, and, and for comparison, here is the, uh, Merriam-Webster, uh, pronunciation of it as well, which matches Emma. Rokalore. So, the more you know. Anyways. There were no attendants at home. There were no attendants at home. I work retail. I took from their sconces <laughs> to... <laughs> Skips the entire rest of the uh, Giving one to Nick, bowed him through several suites of rooms to the archway that led into the vaults. I passed down a large and winding staircase, requesting to be cautious as he followed. He gave me a strange look, because all of this was fictitious, and it's just one room. We came at length to the foot of the descent, and stood together on the damp ground of the catacombs of the Detmars. The gait of my friend was unsteady, and the bells on his cap jingled as he strode. The pipe, said he. It is further on, said I, but observe the white webwork that gleams from these cavern walls. He turned towards me and has looked into my eyes with two filmy orms that distilled the room of intoxication. Niter? He asked at length. Niter, I replied. <coughs> How long have you had that cough? <coughs> my friend found it impossible to reply for many minutes. <coughs> Go, 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 go. nothing (laughs) (laughs) he said at last come said i with decision we will go back your health is precious you are middle class moderately respected arguably admired and beloved you are happy as once i was i think it's hard to remember you are a man to be missed for me it is no matter we will go back you were ill and I cannot be responsible. Besides, there is Harry. Enough! This cough is a mere nothing. It will not kill me. 
I shall not die of a cough. True, true, I replied. And indeed, I had no intention of alarming you unnecessarily, but you should use all proper caution. A draft of this whiskey monster will defend us from the damps. Here I knocked off the neck of a bottle which I drew at length from a long row of its fellows that lay upon the mold. Then, opening it, I procured a already opened can and poured into it. Drink, I said, presenting him the bottle. He raised it to his lips with a leer. He paused and nodded to me familiarly while his bells jingled. I drink, he said, to the buried that repose around us. And I to your long life. He again took my <laughs> arm when, when we warm. proceeded. <laughs> it's so worse when it's warm. <laughs> These vaults, he said, are extensive. The Detmars, I replied, are of unknown number because our family history is kind of weird. I forget your arms. Oh, they're right here. Oh. And the motto? <laughs> Nemumi impun set. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think that means? What do you think? Uh, I think it's something about like uh, retro, like basically. I I forget it. It is very relevant. Um, it's like I'll whoever injures me or something. I forget. Um, Nemumi impuni lasset was the Latin motto of the royal Stuart dynasty of Scotland from at least the reign of James the Sixth, when it appeared on the reverse sign of Merck coins minted in 1578 and 1580. It is the adopted motto of the Order of the Thistle don't know what that is, and of three Scottish regiments of the British Army. The motto also appears in conjunction with the collar of the Order of the Thistle um, in later versions in the Royal Coat of Arms of the Kingdom of Scotland, and subsequently in the version of the Royal Coat of Arms of the United Kingdom used in Scotland. Um, yes, no one provokes me with impunity, is the translation. I remember that from junior high. I was like, what? I remember it being like a really on the nose, like, Why? if you fuck with me, I'm going to fuck you up. Do you? I have, a, I have an audio based memory. If I hear things, they stay. No, but like, why did you hear it in middle school? Because we read this in middle school. Oh, yeah. So did I. Edward Allen Poe. Um, Edward Allen. <laughs> Edward Allen Poe. Edward Allen. <laughs> All right, well, it's your line. Uh, Good, he said. (laughs) The the monster whiskey sparkled in his eyes. The bells jingled. My own fancy grew warm with the monster whiskey. We had passed through walls of piled bones with casks and puncheons intermingling into the innermost recesses of the bedroom. I paused again, and this time I made bold to seize Nick by an arm above the elbow. The niter, I said. See, it increases. It hangs like moss upon the vaults. We are below the river's bed. The drops of moisture trickle along the bones. Come, we will go back ere it is too long. Your cough. It is nothing, he said. Let us go on. But first, another draft of the whiskey monster. I'm actually out. I broke and reached him a flagon of Red Bull. He emptied it in a breath. His eyes flashed with a fierce light. He laughed and threw the bottle upwards. Monster in a bottle, of course. Um, With a gesticulation I did not understand. I looked at him in surprise. He repeated the movement. 
a grotesque one. You do not comprehend? He said. Not I, I said. Did you say? I, listen, we're making changes here and there, <laughs> flow with it. This is what live rehearsal is about, you know? It's interpretation. Then you're not of the Brotherhood. How? You're not of the Masons. Oh, yes, yes, I said. Yes, yes. You? Impossible. A mason? A mason, I replied. A sign, he said. It is this, I answered, producing a trowel from beneath the folds of my hoodie. You jest, he exclaimed, recoiling a few paces. But let us proceed to the sherry. Be it so, I said, replacing the tool beneath the hoodie and again offering him my arm. He leaned upon it heavily. We continued our route in search of the sherry. We passed through a range of low arches, descended, passed on, and descending again, arrived at a rather deep crypt, in which the foulness of the air caused our flambeau rather to glow than flame. At the remote, at the most remote end of the bedroom, there appeared another less spacious. Its walls had been lined with human remains, piled to the vault above, in a fashion of the great catacombs of Paris. Three sides of this interior crypt were still ornamented in this fashion. From the fourth, the bones had been thrown down and lay promiscuously upon the earth, forming at one point a mound of some size. Within the wall thus exposed by displacing of the bones, we perceived a still interior recess in depth about four feet and width three in height six or seven. It seemed to have been constructed for no especial use within itself, but formed merely by the interval between the two colossal supports of the roof of the catacombs, and was backed by one of their circumscribing walls of solid drywall. It was in vain that Nick, uplifting his dull torch, endeavored to pry into the depths of the recess. Its termination, the feeble light, did not enable us to see. Proceed, I said. Herein is the sherry. As for Harry, he is an ignoramus, interrupted my friend as he stepped unsteadily forward while I followed immediately at his heels. In an instant, he had reached the extremity of the niche and finding his progress arrested by the rock, stood stupidly bewildered. Huh? A moment more and I had him fettered to the granite. In its surface were two iron staples distant from each other about two feet horizontally. From one of these depended a short chain from the other a padlock. Throwing the links around his waist, it was the work of but a few seconds to secure it. He was much too astonished to resist. Withdrawing the key, I stepped back from the recess. Pass your hand, I said, over the wall. You cannot help feeling the nighter. Indeed, it is very damp. Once more, let me implore you to return. No? Then I will positively leave you, but I must, f but I must first render you all the little attentions in my power. The sherry! Ejaculated my friend, not yet recovered from his astonishment, a word that we just don't use like this anymore. True, I replied. Uh, the sherry. Oh god, my throat. As I said these words, I busied myself among the pile of bones which I have spoken. Throwing them aside, I soon uncovered a quantity of building stone and mortar. With these materials, and with the aid of my trowel, I began vigorously to wall up the entrance of the niche. I had scarcely laid the first layer of my masonry when I discovered the intoxication of Nick had, in great measure, worn off. The earliest indication I had of this was a low, moaning cry from the depths of the recess. 
It actually does sound a lot like the cry of a drunken Booty. man, but go figure. There was then a long and obstinate silence. I laid the second tier, and then the third and the fourth, and then I heard the furious vibrations of the chain. And Cam. The noise lasted for several minutes. Please don't do this for several <laughs> minutes. During the, which the audience, that I might, the one member still listening. <laughs> that I might hearken to it with the more satisfaction, I ceased my labors and sat down upon the bones. When at last the clanking subsided, I resumed the trowel and finished without interruption the fifth, sixth, and seventh tier. The wall was now nearly level with my breast. I again paused and, holding the flambeau over the masonwork, threw a few feeble rays on the figure within. Ah! A striking silence then burst forth, definitely not being very loud or unpleasant. For a brief moment I hesitated, I trembled. <laughs> Unsheathing my rapier, Jesus. I began to grope with it about the recesses. Then I realized it didn't have a rapier, and it was in fact a box cutter. But the thought of an instant reassured me. I placed my hand upon the solid fabric of the catacombs and felt satisfied. I reapproached the wall. I replied to the silence of Nick being very silent. <coughs> it was now midnight, and my task was drawing to a close. I completed the eighth, the ninth, and the tenth tier. I had finished a portion of the last and eleventh. There remained but a single stone to be fitted and plastered in. I struggled with its weight. I placed it partially in its destined position. But now there came out of the niche a low laugh that erected the hairs on my head. It was succeeded by a sad voice which I had difficulty recognizing as that of the shithead Nick. The voice said, <laughs> A very good joke indeed! An excellent jest! We'll have many a rich egg from Mickey Mouse! At the palazzo, <laughs> over our monster <coughs> whiskey. <laughs> oh, the sherry! I say. <laughs> yes, the sherry. But it's not getting late. Well, they're not be awaiting us at the palazzo. The lady Nick and the rest. Let us be gone. There's a lady Nick. I said. Well, whatever. <laughs> Let us be gone. <laughs> For the love of God, Denmar! Yes, I said. For the love of God. But to these words I hearkened in vain for a reply. I grew impatient. I called aloud, Nick! No answer. I called again, Nick! No answer still. I thrust a torch through the remaining aperture and let it fall within. There came forth in return only a jingling of the bells. My heart grew sick on account of the dampness of the catacombs. I hastened to make an end of my labor. I forced the last stone into its position. I plastered it up. Against the new masonry, I erected the old rampart of bones. For the half-century, no mortal has disturbed them. For my items, I have P, Q, minus, um, and the dollar symbol. Do you feel comfortable pressing them on your keyboard? Well done. Finn. Well done. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> well done, Six. Well done. A few stumbles here and there, but I think I think a, bo it, it a was bold nice performance to, from both of us. Yeah, yeah, it was nice to hear you stumble over a long period of reading fan fiction. Yeah, yeah. 
in a corner. A fan fiction of, of uh, it says the look here is uh, Sherry. Sherry? <laughs> this is in the Sherry category of, our, of an archive of our own. <laughs> an archive of their own? I love that movie. Tom Hanks is great in it. Hoops. Um, yeah. All right. That's All right. it for that's our two-episode episode of Battle Crow. It's been a long time since we had one this long. Oh, my God. Oh. <sighs> Shout out to anyone who made it to the end. <laughs> Let us know if you made it to the end. Let us know if you skipped to the end. You know what? Actually, don't. If you, we if just you skipped. If you skipped to the end, let mm-hmm. us know. I'll give you a special title on the Discord. <laughs> It'll just say sensible. <laughs> sensible. <laughs> a bridge. Uh, Nick, where can people find you on the internet? Nick. I called again. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Answer the fucking question. No answer still. <laughs> Well, you can find Nick at underscore Uranium Heart on Twitter and occasionally streaming at twitch.tv slash Uranium Heart. You can find me on Twitter at Sixdetmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. My DMs there are open if you have any questions or feedback for this or any other scanline works or, you know, just want to say hi. But honestly, if you wanted to say hi, the, the wisest and quickest way to do it would be to go into the notes down below here. And go to the Bottle Crow Discord, where you can not only engage with me, but Nicholas as well, as well as many other fine Bottle Crow listeners, and see the notes for the show as they are posted. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you next time. Peace out. <laughs>